Hey, dude. Hey. Hey. Who do we have today? Uh, well, today on the Dudes Talk Rock podcast, we have Doug Spangenberg. Spangenberg? The Dugger. Brilliant. Hmm. Let's get into it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Cool, man. Well, first off, I guess now that we're started recording, um, I just always started out by saying thanks, absolutely, by taking the time to sit down and talk to us, and even wanting to. <laughs> um, oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, thanks, man. So, um, I, I know who you are. Well, I don't know you personally, but I know of you and and a little bit, or we do. Um, but. I'm pretty sure that whoever's going to listen to this knows your name sort of, or has seen a lot of things that you've done, but doesn't really know. Not that yeah. you're unknown, but I, no, no, no. I'm behind the scenes, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm, so I've, yeah. I've seen your name fucking forever and never had a face to it. This is actually the first time I've seen your face other than now realizing you've been in all the other videos. And I think there's one right. that I can think of where they like, said the dog whatever anyways yeah yeah um, yeah just briefly tell a little bit about who you are and why well at least why you think i'm wanting to talk to you i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well you kind of gave me a cheat you said you wanted to talk about the sounds of the underground dvd you were watching that or something um but my name is doug spangenberg i was a music video and kind of documentarian uh working primarily in the music field and video um, from about, I would say probably 98 until a few years ago, probably 2015, somewhere in there. I worked nice. with a lot of metal bands, mostly. Um, I worked with some bigger names. Um, but yeah, I got my, I got my start touring with small hardcore bands and bands doing merch. Um, and then I would start videotaping them. Yeah. Making little videos for us. It would go up online even before YouTube. I was on like, yeah. their their like labels, uh websites and shit when you know it was like eight boxes of moving colors and you couldn't see any detail and it sounded like shit. Um and yeah, I've been doing it up up until like I said, probably five, six, I guess seven years ago. Nice. But yeah, you might know me from stuff, Lamb of God DVDs, some Hellfest DVDs, New England yeah. Metal Fest, Sounds of the Underground, Every Time I Die, Coheed and Cambria, shit like that. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not why, I mean, that's not maybe exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about what the fuck we want to talk about. But yeah, man, that is at least what brought my attention. It was like, let me talk to this cat. Because like, so... We've done this podcast for a little bit now. Talked to many of the bands that you've already mentioned, or at least some of them, mm -hmm. um, or definitely reached out to all of them. Um, and it's kind of like I was thinking, I want to think outside the box because there's a lot more to this scene in this industry than just like the people that you go to see on stage. And, and so, like, that started getting me thinking like a lot more. It opened up a whole lot of different opportunities to to talk with some fucking killer ass people that. I would never have the opportunity to do at least um, I don't know about other people, but anyways, that's exactly what I want to talk about is at least starting out. Um, you mentioned that you got your start 
following these bands doing merch and and being in the vans and, and all that were you yeah. always kind of like into the video aspect of that before being into these bands like what made you pick up the cameras and shit and and or or just kind of go from there start me out from the very beginning and what uh what scene were you in too like where did you start it all out I started out in hardcore. I was real into like DIY, small shows. Um, I went to school in New Jersey, Central Jersey. And nice. um, yeah, there was some really talented kids and or dudes in my uh, grade that had local bands and we would go to their shows. And I would always like to, uh, you know, I wanted to be a part of the bands, but I can't play worse shit. I tried playing guitar. I, I got no talent whatsoever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I, I started doing that. Then I went to college and I linked up with a hardcore band out there, met some guys, uh, just going to shows and friends of friends, um, called brothers keeper. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. Yeah. They that's were, like that's back uh, in the right where I turned the Hellfest DVD off before I drove over here. Right. When brothers <laughs> keeper yeah. came on, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this cutscene. <laughs> yeah yeah uh that's funny yeah they were definitely a polarizing band like either you really liked them or you really didn't get it and yeah. uh, i get i liked them i it, for me it was like we would go out on weekends and um the first tour i did across the united states was with them um we had seven people in a minivan with equipment no trailer we had one of those little like dome things for you know it for luggage right. and shit yeah man if we ever got into an accident i think about that now like Dude, people did been, oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember from, seeing the posts uh, on yeah. lamb goat and pimp rock when the bands oh, would fucking have their yeah. van roll over and Absolutely. everyone would usually get okay but all the gears fucking toast usually after that one we were so packed in there we might have been all right you know yeah. like it's almost like packing packed in so tight <laughs> that we probably just insulate ourselves just bounce off each other absolutely yeah what year was that first tour man shit that was i went to school in 94 for environmental science which did not serve me very well but it did help me make some friends so that's good um but so 90 i mean not for me i fucking hated school i don't know why i went to college (laughs) in the first place yeah it made no fucking sense whatsoever that's what you had to do back then yeah like you go to school (laughs) and then you know i i went to college and ugh. so luckily I, I landed in a good spot and made a lot of good friends and we would do i think the first tour was 96 oh, i'm wow. say 96 yeah and we went out with a band called one king down mm-hmm. um those guys are awesome mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it just kind of piggybacked from there i would i would film oh you said was i always into film in high school i did a video program um, two years broadcasting. First year was radio, and we did like horrible. I wish I still had tapes of this horrible, horrible metal shows. Like <laughs> oh, damn. we were playing like SOD and yeah. Wrathchild America and yeah. just like dumb shit. We we're trying to be funny, but it, oh god, to listen back, it uh, that would be terrible. But uh, I did video my senior year, and you're talking like VHS, like a b roll like cutting it and uh finding if you wanted to make an edit back then you had to be pretty sure it's going to take you like a half an hour yeah um and then i went to college 
linked up with those guys and really started getting into bringing my camera out, bringing footage into a computer, which was not easy back then. No, um, not at all. I, yeah, I had to steal uh, software from like, uh, I wound up going to school for multimedia. I'd take all the software home on like a zip drive. I don't know if you guys remember those, 100 <laughs> yep. megabyte drives. Thick. Oh, for um, sure. Floppy disk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, 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 yeah, and they failed like 99% of the time. So um, I really taught myself how to edit video. And as the, I got lucky because at that time, technology was improving. Firewire, I'm sure I'm boring everyone to death right now, but I remember technology, that. yeah, technology became a lot better and editing was easier. And I started getting jobs um, with other bands that they're like, oh, shit, you do video? It's like, no, I do video for fun. I'm a, I'm a merch guy. And I'm <laughs> fucking terrible at merch because I want to go like fucking stage dive and hang out and not do merch. Yeah. Uh, so the last band that I, I did merch for professionally was Earth Crisis, who I hooked up with through the hardcore scene, kept, right. you know, One King Down, Brothers Keeper, Earth Crisis. My brother's and, uh, a huge fan of those guys. Oh, yeah. They're still doing it, too. Uh, Earth Crisis is the best. Those guys are awesome. Actually, mm -hmm. the singer of Earth Crisis's son works for me at my barber shop. Oh, so, that's badass. You know, well, it's like a work release thing through uh, Halfway House. Just Ooh. kidding. Just kidding. That's <laughs> <so funny. laughs> I'm just fucking with him. No, he's never done a drug in his life. We, um, are, we had our good friend Daniel Austin on the podcast, and he's in a band called Tooth and Claw, which he, is, is the guitar player from Earth Crisis. Okay, which one? scott i believe so yeah yeah probably scott yeah oh that's cool i gotta check that out yeah it's called tooth and claw they're cool man okay um so then yeah i i started working with earth crisis i did a video for them roadrunner saw it and that's when it took off that's when oh, my career nice. really like i tricked them into thinking that i was an actual director and knew what i was doing and so how did that um, go? Like, tell me, kind of let's get into that for a second. That's kind of cool because I didn't know that. So Roadrunner hit you up or like, do you know the process of how it reached them or do you know? Oh, any of absolutely. That? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the time, Roadrunner had signed Earth Crisis. It uh -huh. was that one record, uh, Breed the Killers, which is a fucking awesome record. But it just wasn't what Roadrunner was kind of right. vibing at the time. Um, and so they saw the video and they were like, Oh shit. Okay. You want to do this? And I had a friend through the hardcore scene, Carl Severson, who did ferret records, uh -huh. um, which I'm sure you remember that they, they did mm -hmm. like disembodied and every time I die. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he, he played with somebody though. Cause Nora. Yeah. 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 Yep. He was a singer in Nora too. Yeah. Um, so he was working at Roadrunner and he definitely helped get my foot in the door and showed, I think it was Corey Brennan at the time who now managed the Slipknot um, and a bunch of other bands. I think they have Lamb of God too now. Um, but yeah, so Roadrunner saw my shit and they were like, okay, do you want to go out and film Soulfly? It was for their second record. Um, mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you, we'll do a behind the scenes thing. And I'm, I'm fucking freaking out. Cause yeah. Like, Max Cavalera, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, and everybody's on that second Soulfly record too. By the oh, way, absolutely. everyone who's I, anyone. I wasn't able to do like the entire record. I think I was out there for like a week, but yeah, they had uh, John Lennon's kid. Yeah, Sean uh, Lennon, Corey Taylor, yep. Tom Araya. I mean, we're talking everybody. And, and I know you were there for yeah. me, but that just maybe like 
gets your it gets your name in those dudes' vocabulary possibly, and that's that's fucking enormous. Like that's absolutely huge. Yeah, without a doubt, dude. I was freaking out the first day I was there. Uh, they were like, "Oh, you want to? We're gonna film. Max is gonna go do his vocals." And I was like, "Uh, okay, I'll just sit over here." He's like, "No, no, come in the boat in the booth with me." Holy and I'm holy sitting shit. fucking six inches away from Max Cavalera, trying not to nerd out. You know, he's fucking chugging Pepsi. He's like, "This is what makes my voice better." I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Uh, and it was his first vocal take, and the engineer kind of like gets on the mic and he's like max you know uh i couldn't really understand what you were saying you have such a thick brazilian accent uh can you like clear it up a little bit and he looks at me and i roll my eyes and he starts laughing he goes dude that's what makes people like my shit basically is that <laughs> this is how i talk this is how i sing and you we had this moment me. like yeah, we had this moment where we looked like this motherfucker, you know. But uh, I was like, that was That's cool. Some studio gold that right is there. so badass. That... Absolutely, That's so badass. I can't even. That, that those are the moments just... to live for, right there. Yeah, and you're right? literally in his. So, face. how old are you at that point? Ah, uh, shit, twenty three, twenty four. See what Maybe? I mean? Okay, so in your early twenties, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I mean. You could have told me like that's it, you're done. I'm like, cool, I don't need to fucking do anymore. Here's my Fuck camera. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And uh one of their dudes was like, You're gonna have a career doing this, man. You're good. And I was like, Oh fuck. You know, like it was just a a guy behind the scenes, but I was like, I'm gonna make it. This is this is this is happening. And uh he had go ahead. No, 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 no. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh. You go ahead. Sorry. Max invited me into his house. Like, I'm chilling at this dude's house. He's showing me like Chaos AD, Platinum records and shit. And I'm like, you know, losing my mind. Um, He invited me over. uh, I think it was for dinner just to like kind of talk about what was going on. And I walk in, and one of my really good friends from high school, uh, he moved out to Arizona and he's like, oh, yeah, I hang out with fucking Max Cavalera all the time. And we're like, yeah, sure you know. I walk in, this motherfucker's sitting at his dinner table. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, man, how's it going? He's holy shit. <laughs> and uh, that's Danny Marinino from Northside Kings. I don't know if you ever heard him. He's very mm-hmm. famous, not for Northside Kings, uh, for knocking Danzig out with one punch. Yeah. I'm sure you've oh, seen that okay. before. No, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I was gonna so, say I already know the name. I knew I, I pretty much knew where you were getting at. I just couldn't. I was putting it together yeah. in my head. Yeah. Which that dude gets a bad rap. Not to get off off subject, but that well, there's dude gets like a, a whole rap. other there's a whole other side as far as why all that happened and shit. Yeah, he was sticking up for the bands, dancing yeah. like, without getting into it. He yeah, was sticking exactly. up for the other bands. He's such a good dude. I've never seen him violent in my life up to that point, and he's just. I mean, he's maybe the biggest ball buster I've ever met, but. He's a good dude. So shout out to Danny. Um, But yeah, that job, are you kidding me? I'm in his like recording space. We're walking around the fucking desert. I met all of his family. That's so fucking cool. It was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked you to get in detail about that because that was (laughs) badass. And we wound up making these uh, traditionally, like you put together like a two minute video. This is before YouTube, you got to remember too. So right. nobody really, it was either a long piece and you don't know where they're going to go. Like I yeah. think the internet's in its infancy that like 
oh shit, we got this cool video. What are we going to do? Well, it's not a music video. So what, what are you going to do with it? And I never really looked it up, but, and this is not something that I would like hang my hat on, but I'm pretty sure I came up with the word webisode as lame as that is, because we had like this, like uh roadrunner TV webisodes. And like, Oh shit, that's cool. Mm. And uh, we made like six, little episodes of them and uh yeah i haven't seen them i don't even think they're up on youtube anymore but they were they were fun um and they used those for like mtv like they sent them to like uh headbangers ball and shit which i thought like that's dude, cool. pinch me yeah yeah was that already was that the jamie just era, era already no or? that was before that before, was, uh, was still the ricky, ricky rackman. rackman yeah yeah that was like towards the end and then jamie yeah yeah because i i remember I remember headband. I'm a little bit young. I'm 36. Well, I'm gonna be 37 tomorrow, actually. But um, yeah, happy birthday! Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I think it was Christmas '92. I got a headbangers mm-hmm. ball T-shirt, and I, I thought oh it was shit, the, I thought it was the coolest the one fucking with the sword thing. on it. Yeah, it had like yeah. an eyeball on a sword or something. I don't. know. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But I definitely, oh, yeah. when you're talking about '96 and that, well, the the uh, primitive era of like the soul. Mm-hmm. Form, era oh yeah that that was definitely towards the end that's why i was asking i, I knew it was a little early for Josta, but i don't i didn't remember if ricky rackman was still doing it or if he was even a thing then oh yeah oh, the uh those early days of working with like uh roadrunner were really fun because i was never like an employee by any stretch i was always a third party independent contractor but i did stuff for kill switch we did a video together um like a live video mm-hmm. um I did some cold chamber shit, which, you know, those cold chamber, like people, I think clown cold chamber, cause they're like kind of goofy and they got spiky hair and shit. Yeah, everybody gave Dez a bunch of shit. Everybody was yeah. goofy and had spiky hair. And then a lot of yeah. it was because of them. And those, yes, I had those spiky fucking hair in seventh grade. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those, that last cold chamber record is pretty fucking heavy. And that dude's voice is awesome. Dez? Yeah. Oh He's yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, of course, he went on uh, Double Driver and all that, but yeah, no, there. I I got no shame in saying that I was in the cold chamber as a kid and I was into the whole new metal thing. No, nope. I didn't necessarily dye my hair; it was spiky. I didn't right. put like, I didn't put beads <laughs> or like choker chains and wear fishnets and shit like that. But I mean, maybe you should. I might have. It's I mean, never too late. I mean, yeah. I, we already had that guy in our group, so we couldn't do that. There's, Ooh. there's this. <laughs> There's this infamous, like, well, I don't know if it's infamous because I'm not famous at all, but there's this picture. I've, I told the story on podcast, but it's in my yearbook of like sixth or seventh grade. And I went to the Halloween school dance dressed like Marilyn Manson. And Hell I'm yeah. like, I'm like doing this, like, really, really. You're talking about earlier, like, listening back on those old tapes. And like, I was thinking the word, like, it's cringeworthy. It's super cringe. I, I don't even like that vocabulary because it's yeah. like not in my, my generation. But you're talking about right. looking at that photo and just saying, ooh, what the fuck happened, Wade? What were you doing? Eh, like, fuck it got this now silly what? goofy pose with my nails painted and like face Hell makeup yeah. and the the i guess the funniest part is i was in a priest outfit with an upside down cross on my forehead and like i, I got yeah. in a lot of trouble for it but whatever it's worth it, it i was, was gonna funny. ask were you like nazi Marilyn manson or were you like boobs and like no that's a good uh, point no this is this is antichrist superstar like okay early ripping bible Marilyn manson stuff right yeah sweet no, that's a good era. I think also you said you're going to turn 37. I'm 47 right now. And coming from like the hardcore scene, anything that wasn't like hardcore was like, oh, this shit's dumb. Ooh. You know, like so yeah. Cold Chamber, That that's 
yeah, it's a little closed minded, especially back then. Um, well, you did, you yeah, did I, work with Pharrell too, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that was towards the end of my career. Um, yeah, I really liked those early days. Um, but the later days, I feel like, um, for one, if I could work with some of these bands like full time and never had to like take on an, another band, there's a handful of bands and artists that I would, I think I could have kept doing video forever if I just worked with them and that's it. But that's just not, it doesn't make any sense. But Pharrell is one of those guys. He is the fucking coolest Jedi from another planet that I've ever met in my entire life. Like, yeah, that, that dude's dude a great just, producer. Yeah, but like he's a good listener. He's a good, uh, he takes everything in. The dude is so smart, so mm -hmm. talented. And uh, yeah, I spent, I did a couple jobs for him. Uh, we started off with, I got a, I did the, uh, I was in Interscope's kind of Rolodex thing. Uh, I forget how, what, what I did for Interscope, but they were like, oh, oh, I did something for P. Diddy that never came out, but he's a dick. Um, and then <laughs> surprise, <laughs> yeah, surprise, yeah. surprise. <laughs> um, and then uh, I went and they asked if I wanted to do a live thing for Pharrell for NERD. I'm sure you guys have heard of his like mm, college, yeah. yeah. And I we did a live thing at um Temple University, is a huge show. Um, and then we put out this live video for a song called uh Hot and Fun. I think that's what it uh, yeah, I think it's hot and fun. I'm not going to sing it, but it's hot and fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> you don't want me to sing. How's the hook going? Uh, hot and fun. Hot and fun. <laughs> yeah, so oh, I told that you. One, that one, yeah. yeah I yeah. warned you. Yeah, it's good. It's on their, the nothing CD. But so uh, I did that and I put it out like within a week. And I'm like, all right, cool. That was a little one-off fun job. We like bang, bang, bang. It's fun when those jobs come together real quick and then they're over and you get paid and it's done. So um, that video comes out a week or two before the $100,000, they're rolling through the desert with like Indian headdress and girls are dancing in the sands video. Right. They had an official video. It was supposed to be out. It was delayed. So this video came out. So everyone thinks that this is the real video, this little, you know, five camera live shoot that we did in Temple. Oh man! And people are freaking out about it. They love it, and nice. I'm like, "Shit, I, I should have got the hundred thousand dollars." But um, they asked me to do this shoot for him in New York City. If you ever seen like Entertainment Tonight, when like an artist is sitting in front of like a backdrop and someone's asking them questions, like for a movie or whatever. Usually when they do the exactly like Usually we're doing do right the, here, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, what I'm talking about like E or whatever. And they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, I love I got you. yeah. So it, what they do is, is the artist will sit for like three hours and answer all those questions. And then they send that video footage out to the TV shows and they'll record the host asking them the questions somewhere else. So the host and the dude, in. yeah, are never in the same room. Yeah. Um, but they send us the questions. And so basically we went to this hotel room in New York and I put a backdrop down and, you know, did everything and cool. We're going through and, you know, he's definitely, he's a different person. He like kind of stays to himself and he's very quiet. And um, 
I said, Hey man, you know, uh, how you doing? Like we had a break and we were like eating something. I go, Hey man, how you doing? I'm glad you, you like that, that video. And he's like, which one? I said, the, the live video. He's like that fucking live video. And then I realized he doesn't know who I am or what I did, or, you know, doesn't remember yeah. me from the live shoot. He goes, that fucking live video. We spent like five grand on that thing and everybody fucking loves it. And we spent a hundred grand on this other fucking video and nobody's ever seen it. What, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, so you like it? He was like, yeah, it's great. I was like, well, yeah, I'm the one that did that video. He's like, holy shit. Yeah, you're really good at live stuff, huh? You want to come uh, on tour with us? And I was like, wow. yeah, sure. And usually, like, you know, there's a lot of lip service that goes in, in the music industry. Like, oh, yeah, right. you're going to come out with us, da 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so um, he goes over, talks to his manager. Manager looks at me, nods her head, comes over. She's like, okay, do you have a passport? I go, yeah. Uh, do you want, are you able, are you available next week? Oh. You sure? And we went to Amsterdam, Paris, and London. Like spent three days in each each city, a little over a week. And I was just on his hip all week long. Nice. Was, was it just you, or did you have like a somebody else, like a little crew? Just me. Nice. And yeah, it was that was that was a trip, man. He uh, he's a cool dude. Uh, the first night we were in Amsterdam. Well, first off, like I'm used to rolling with like hardcore bands. You get to the show at like noon and dick around and bored out of your mind for eight hours before they yeah before anything happens they will hit like two or three little shows like we stopped at this one spot that was a beach party they go out for three songs that is being played over the radio over a like a boom box almost you know Uh like somebody (laughs) like patches it in they play three songs hit it and quit it and we're on to the next one and so then we played this huge place in it was outside of amsterdam i don't even know where we were and i'm out of the industry now so i can talk about this but pharrell is hitting the fucking tequila hard like hard i was like is this dude all right like something's going on you know yeah he's in this like back tent room where i'm still trying to play it cool like i know he likes me but i'm not trying to like overstep you know i'm always i always like it takes a couple days to get space Yeah. yeah yeah and my style i like to vibe with people really like low-key okay i'm on your team i'm not sent for like tmz type shit you know he i look and he's in this like it looked like some like morocco tent with fucking smoke coming out of it and pillows and shit everywhere i was like holy shit that's a hell of a writer that's what i'm saying and (laughs) he's just sipping fucking tequila out of the bottle dude can barely stand and I'm like, we haven't even started. I look out and it's like giant stadium out there. Just wow. like a huge fucking festival. And Ben, his uh, security guard, is holding him. He's not a super tall guy. He's like, and he's skinny. Yeah. He's holding him up by like his underarm. He throws this fucking $40,000 chain on him, puts his in-ears in, <laughs> gives him his mic. And the dude literally picks him up like almost if he was holding him to the side picks him up and chucks him on stage and as soon as he hit the the stage he's sober stone sober and like killed it 
I was like, that dude, that's what I'm saying. He's an that, alien. It doesn't make any sense. It's a hell of a meditation. Well, Jesus. Mm-hmm. That, that's like you said in the beginning, he's like a different, a different breed. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, you hear that about so many of these, I guess, celebrities and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, whether if it's like because of their drunk or not, but as soon as they get into, I don't like to use the word character, but as soon as they get into their creative flow, yeah, their, their yeah. persona, their, like their celebrity mode, absolutely, it's just like a fucking switch. Like, boom, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I've heard that about it's so many different people. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's got to sure be it adrenaline. Dude brought me out on stage and it's like, hey, this is Doug. He's shooting for our DVD. Like night one, I was like, holy shit. And nice. then fucking badass, dude. It's he's that had just, to be a good like, shot. It was amazing. It's, <laughs> Hell it's yeah. in that if you look up the nothing CD EPK, it's electronic press kit. He he brings me out on stage and then it's like, we're not and talk about like hardcore, like metal kind of sensibilities yeah he says we're not playing this next song the big one uh lap dance or whatever um we're not playing this next song until 20 people stage dive over the barricade fuck yeah one two three he motherfucker counts them off you know (laughs) and at 20 he goes all right let's go that's cool man yeah he made sure that i rode with him back to the hotel um from the venue which usually like after the show we're done you know party time and we drove for probably about a half an hour he turns to me he's like hey man you want half of this cupcake or muffin and i'm like that's a weird thing to ask somebody like finish your muffin man you know like, <laughs> right? you're half your fucking it's muffin. the bottom yeah you know it's gonna be the bottom but he splits <laughs> it down the middle like not top like i've Damn. never seen a guy split a muffin you want to talk about different he splits it down the middle so and i'm like sure He's like literally it's breaking space- bread. It's a genuine guy. Exactly. He's like, it's a space, it's a space cake. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't fuck uh, around. Like, nice. I don't eat weed. I don't smoke weed. But I'll, I'll, I go, I don't eat. I don't really fuck around with weed. He goes, me neither. Uh, you know what? Good enough for me. And so we both ate. Out yep. of space. But it's I like, can imagine. It's Amsterdam shit, so it's like really good at like that time mellow. too. Amsterdam it, now it is not so the same. Awesome. It's not what it used to be. So. At that yeah, time frame, put, yeah, that was it was a still pretty legit. We were in the downstairs uh area, the uh lobby, and he's telling me that he's a fucking Jedi. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm high out of my mind. That's a awesome conversation right there. The world is filled with energy and vibration, and he puts his hand out, like all fingers out, and says go like this and so i had my bottom hand out and my top hand well no he does the bottom and top hand and i put my hand in the middle he's not touching me yeah he's going (laughs) i I can see this in my head right now i felt the force (laughs) he got me that motherfucker got me but uh that's fucking awesome i could i could talk all day about pharrell like i told him at one point i go hey you'll be cool for this record i'm getting a lot of different songs and shit what if we did like back in the day beast beastie boys did paul's boutique um and they wanted to do a video for every single song on that record even if it's like at one song he's like uh mca is destroying a handgun that he used to have or one of them's like animated i go it'd be cool if we did like a song for every record or a video for every song on this record and he looks at me he's like yeah 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 fuck you know like damn i thought that was a good idea 
couple months later, he's like, let's do this song. Let's do this song. Let's do this song. I go, actually, it'd be kind of cool if we, he's like, yeah, the Beastie Boys thing. I heard you. It was like nice. fucking three months ago. I was like, oh, oh, Damn. oh right, he took it cool. in. That's yeah, he cool, took man. it in. That's a thing. Yeah. He's cool. Like a sponge. Yeah. He hears all that shit. Yes. You, that's how the that's how it is when you get that high level of creativity, like people like that. They're, they're pretty mm-hmm. much like a sponge. They they absorb. Dude. It could be the smallest thing they absorb somewhere where they weren't even paying attention, and it could turn into Without some kind doubt. of masterpiece. Without a doubt. And I, we used to after the shows, we go out to like parties and like clubs and everything. And like, I thought I could like, I like the night. I don't like going out, but I stay up all night. But this dude we'd be out till like four or five in the morning and then up at nine and i'm fucking shot i can't do it and they're playing shows they're doing stuff that's wild how how old is bro i don't even know he's a couple years older than me so he's probably early 50s i think yeah no i'm telling you it's 22 now man time's fucking rolling (laughs) we'd be in the uh in the van like going from one show to the other because we traveled like literally planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, we're in this van and uh, he wants to lay down. I was like, dude, I'll take the floor. He's like, no, no, I got it. <laughs> okay, shit. And I slept on the couch and he's sleeping on the floor. I was like, eh, all right. I've I've never yeah. personally met people of that big a stature, but it's really cool to hear when they're still humble and still Absolutely. just like good, normal people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, it, I'm not. I'm not saying he's some sort of saint because he slept on the floor, but I'm just, just, <laughs> right, right. Just the fact where he's like, no, it's cool. I got it. Like, I, I you know what I mean? He could have been like, he could even said, "Hey, get up. I want to lay down." And not yeah. even have you. Offer, oh, absolutely. You know I, mean, I mean, I was going for the floor. You know, like I know. Yeah. The place. I'm the fucking video guy. Exactly. I've slept on floors. I'm not opposed to floor. I've slept in closets. I've slept all over the place. You know. Yep. Yep. I don't care. Yep. Sleeping by some dirty ass feet. That's cool, man. Um, you mentioned you're out of the, the the music industry and stuff. Do you still not necessarily like talk to these people daily? But like, I mean, are you still, yeah. if you ever wanted to, and you saw Pharrell, be like, hey, what's up, dude? Like, I mean, I'm sure I'm, he soaked in your one comment months later. I'm sure he'd remember your face fucking years down the line. So yeah, I've seen him since, and he like double take. Oh, hey, Doug. You know, I was like, cool. shit. Like, holy cow. Yeah. And I've done some other jobs for him. We did like a. a video he was supporting or he's like a spokesman for this alcohol that was like Nestle quick uh you know the strawberry quick yeah you know, nice like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but with alcohol in it oh Ugh. and we were out on we were out on a yacht like in miami trying to promote this liqueur and it's like this is like a winter in the in front of a fire drink maybe you know like this is not Mm-mm. But it was crazy. Girls jumping off the yacht and bikinis and shit. When I was younger, you know. I don't even know if they still make it, but it reminds me of this drink called Tequila Rose. And it was like strawberry, it's like milk, a blue bottle. Tequila. I think. No, it was like black, but it was yeah. like tequila with Nesquik, essentially. Like it was a liqueur, like you said. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. tequila, because I'm sure the other one's probably like rum or vodka based that you guys were. I think it's vodka. With. Yeah. Oh, this stuff was disgusting. Like it was like. It- yeah. It was yeah. like if somebody spit up Pepto Bismol and you decided to drink it. Some kind like, of weird twist on a white Russian or something. It was so gross. Uh, yeah, like a pink Russian or something. Yeah. Uh it was strawberry and the other flavor. I mean, this it couldn't get much more gross than this. Peach. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but he's a cool dude. Um, and as far as like working with other bands, I talk to the guys and every time I die a lot, I talk to the guys in Lamb of God from time to time. Cool. Um, yeah, it, I mean. I saw something, I think it was either you or Jordan that posted, I, I guess y'all ran into each other at a show or something. I don't know, but I, that was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I just went and saw Andy's uh, wrestling thing. I think that was over the summer. I took my kids to see him wrestle. Nice. Um, dude. Killer. Yeah. Fucking killer. Fucking kill it there. <laughs> yeah. As much as I, I love Pharrell, like every time I die, if I could just work with them for the rest of my life, I would have been doing video forever. Dude, you're talking to the- one of the biggest... Every time I die, fanboys right here. I love those dudes much. Big time. And and I, I don't even really want to talk about it because that's not what we're here to talk about is them. Because I know you're real yeah. close with them and stuff like that, too. Absolutely. That That's, that's did one of my of favorite bands from day one. You know, I, I first heard them back in maybe 2001. And I, it changed. That was one of the ones that changed everything for me because it was like, holy fuck, what is this? Like, yeah. this was, Last this Night was like, in Town was huge for me, dude. And so... Anyways, but no, that that's cool, man. That you're real close with all those, just any of them, not just them, but like everyone that you just mentioned. You know what I mean? That's badass. Absolutely. And like uh, originally, you had talked about Sounds of the Underground. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I haven't watched that in like forever, right? Like, I probably had the last time I saw that was probably. I mean, it was 2005. If I say 10 years ago, it's probably not even close. It's probably when I had a D- when was the last time you had a DVD player hooked up to your yeah, TV no, right, right, like dude. a PS4 or something. Um I forget that things shit. still have DVD drives. Well, he's not here right now. <laughs> he's actually not here right now, but my my friend Greg that usually was doing the podcast with me, he did merch, I believe, for a life once loss on that tour. And so uh, he was the one that was like saying, like, I saw you guys and, and like he right. He had he had ran into you obviously numerous times, but um sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he was telling me the story and I forgot about it now, but I think it was was Clutch on that tour. Fuck yeah, they were. Yeah. Holy so he shit, had a, he was tour. telling yeah. me the story about like something he should have been here for this, but it's okay. But he, he had a story to where you I think you had like done something and helped him out for a second so he can go watch clutch or some bullshit i don't know but <laughs> probably um, he was doing merch i believe for a life once lost on that tour i'm sure i would recognize him uh to see him because if he was doing merch for a life once lost he's probably from the philadelphia area maybe no he's from here but he, he <laughs> oh, okay uh, he had a band here out of san antonio and like was real close with the life once lost dudes and like booked numerous of the bands in those scene in the scene at that time like numerous of them um booked every time i die dudes booked the lamb of god dudes like you know what i mean right um had a couple of them stay at his house and stuff because you know back then like that Hell was yeah. how it was like That's hey, what you did yeah place to stay and then mm-hmm. so yeah he was all around in that scene man and and so um i'm sure i'd recognize him to see him probably and let's talk about a life that's lost holy shit those Fuck dudes yes. rip Yes. Like that so, song on that DVD, holy shit. Due to recording difficulties to our stupidity, here is a word from our sponsor. Hey, dude. Hey, Greg. 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 <gasps> what, dude? What the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man, I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? 
I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude, can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair and make sure and tell them the dude sent you. And now, back to the show. I was gonna end <laughs> yes we fucking life once lost and to go back to it um so good yes yes so like i said greg's greg was homies with those dudes and like i knew i've known greg since i was still in high school actually and um he came over one time to my house and he he brought the band a life once lost with them we're all sitting in my room and I mean, like I said, where I was a teenager, we're kind of smoking out a little bit, and we're they're yeah. they were huge and tripping out on Pantera. They're like, we fucking oh, love Pantera. Yeah. And for us being from Texas, it was like I love Pantera, but at that time, it was like I'm kind of over them. I they they were already done at that point too. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know, I I had I've seen them like four times or right. three times, I think it was, but it was like. It, they were just huge on Pantera, and they were like, we're, "That's what we're, we're sitting around smoking weed, talking about Pantera." And I remember my mom busted in the door, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Like, kind of tripped out because they're they were much <laughs> older looking than I was. Even if they, yeah. I, don't, I mean, they were because I was probably sixteen, seventeen. But it was like, "What are these?" Yeah, older they're probably older than older. you. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, Bob had a big old beard and shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So yeah. like, um, um, yeah, it was just kind of like, "What are these grown dudes doing in my my?" kids room but anyway yeah. my mom's rest in peace but my mom was super fucking cool man and she didn't yeah. care at all she she totally got it she just after they left she was like that was a i was wondering what happened because there's like a big van in a trailer and like i didn't know who was here and <laughs> right that's funny <laughs> so, yeah no i, I live ones lost is a killer band all all those bands to me the I love them. I love all kinds of music outside of the hardcore scene and stuff like that. But that, sure, yeah. that, that early, like for me, it's like the early two thousands, like the metal, hardcore, metal core, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't even care anymore. But that yeah. is just like, that is my bread and butter and golden era from like what I grew up. I, I fucking love that stuff, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, actually I say I love it, but I like, I'm kind of picky. Like when you work with bands, you really kind of get into what they were doing, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Greg says that a lot too. Yeah. Um, like I could listen to every time I die all day long, still do. Um, but then like something close, like he is legend or something like that, or even like, I don't know, bands like that. I no interest, you know? Um, no and i i guess i'm i'm guess i'm kind of like being a gatekeeper on when it comes to that because it's like the core bands that started it all that for me is what it like the every time it dies the converge the 18 visions Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah the the norma jeans the boys in the wells boys in the wells and and yeah you know the bleeding through like all that stuff and i mean the trust kill ferret fucking heydays you know what i mean like i fucking love that shit like god yeah it's funny. I was watching the Sounds of the Underground DVD like we were talking about. And oh. 2005 was that was I had already been doing it for a little while, at least. Like I really kind of got my start in 2000, I guess. And so I had been kind of finding my way to uh, trying to do it professionally. But 2004, 
on, that was really when I kind of, once the Philadelphia DVD came out, that's really when, you right. know, my career, people started to notice. Um, Were you that's already when I, going under the moniker High Roller or not yet? Yeah, I did that as a joke in like college. Okay. Uh, I went to, I mean, college, it's Art Institute. So, you know, it's like, I didn't even get an associates, but um, I started doing that as like, I like to gamble and, you know, I like. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, so you know, high roller, yeah, yeah. <laughs> broke as shit, you know. So fake it till you make it. Taking a uh, risk, hey, yeah. Why not? Right. Uh, it sounds cool, and yeah. So um, yeah, um, I, I watching that that video it takes me back. I had already done some stuff with Every Time I Die. Up to that point, we had done like a Hot Topic exclusive. Mm-hmm. video called at home with every time i die which i'm sure is on youtube somewhere which is just basically i there, spent I, go i remember that because that's when they were walking through the, the house and then yeah yeah the manager's <laughs> house and jordan's yeah. cleaning the pool i think yeah. i got that with the hot damn yeah I bought hot damn i think that's like when i got that yeah yeah it's got uh like game show music in it and stuff which yeah. <laughs> in retrospect was highly illegal and not very smart to put that on a dvd but um <laughs> got away with it i i still to this day don't put it on uh, twitter no no <laughs> uh to this day when jordan uh when i come outside and jordan goes hey i didn't hear you come in I don't know why it's so funny, but that dude fucking cracks me up. And like, I'll be at home. I go, hey, I didn't hear you come in. And nobody understands what the fuck. I'm like, ha, ha. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, yeah. man, I, I hate to, to do it, but I I keep pestering the fuck out of those dudes to try and be on the podcast. And I'm just waiting for them to tell me to leave me the fuck alone. And they've been very humble about it this whole time. And, like, you know, and I, it has nothing to do with, with like, what had happened with the band. And yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. to do with that. It's just, like, I fucking love you dudes, and I want to say hi and talk to you and fanboy out. But yeah. like, try not to. <laughs> I, I I don't know what's going on. Uh, nah, as far as them not saying yes to the podcast, I'm sure there's a lot going on with, uh, I know that. Uh, those dudes are going to be super busy right now yeah no and, and honestly jordan did say that he's like hey i got a lot going on right now and even steve He'll did do too. It. He, he was like yeah. once something comes out and we're doing more things like i'm not opposed to it and i, I i'm totally respectful i just I, i'm oh, yeah. like he said i'm a fanboy and i every You'll couple months i keep poking at him like hey hey sorry but yeah no you'll get them those guys and that'll be probably the best interview you ever do because they are so easy to talk to and and same Um, with keith dude i fucking love i want i'm including keith Keith. in that yeah Yeah. no the the whole camp like i fucking love though i have no side to be on i have no idea like i want to i want to talk about it so i'm going to for a second i don't care and i don't want you to even tell me if you know or not and you could just i don't even care but i guess with like the this is my speculation, and I'm sure I'm not alone on this. Andy just posted that video with Rat Boy. So it's like, yeah. is there going to be fucking three badass killer bands from what was the best band? I mean, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, do I want it? No. Like, I want the best band, but I'll fucking take it. Right. I'm just so excited about all of it to come. All of it. I fucking can't wait. Like, I'm pumped. Dude, me too. I'm just interested that it's being revived so much. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of had a lull for a little while. And yeah. then now, like everything, I guess, because entertainment shut down for a while, so now yeah. everybody's real juiced to get back, and like, I guess all their creativity's flowing again, and they're like, "Hey, 
let's write some music you know what i mean so like everyone's getting back together and putting albums out and going on tour so i feel like this next year is going to be really big for music that's the cool thing too not even every time i die the resurgence of like everyone's coming back like the rock revival you know what i mean yeah everyone like i'm even a fan of like the whole i'm not really an emo guy i never really was but like just the the revival of everything coming back like he said the rock revival the the strong presence of a guitar and a band i'm super hyped about furnace fest like i'd love yeah, to that's go to furnace be a good one. fest yeah like yeah. the one that just happened last year like dude that was like that was almost like a hellfest lineup you know what i mean like from Without the o2 era so it's like who's doing a furnace fest dvd you know what i mean well i don't yeah, i want to see i want to see this shit, shit. yeah, yeah. um so, yeah i will say talking about every time i die and if you want to talk about every time i die i'm not shy about talking i love those guys like that is like i've always said that they are my favorite band to shoot like hands down because it it is it was chaotic and it was uh energetic and you didn't know what you were gonna get um, we're actually in a video once yeah they did oh, a music the, video uh, from san antonio uh, quarter or once yeah. was it after quarter of a revolution or whatever it is yeah, yeah. yeah. i shot God, that, that video, was so, so okay probably yeah, yeah. nice yep. it was yeah. very fun i appreciate it i, I think that was <laughs> on the uh bring me the horizon tour it is yeah, because, it was uh andy came out uh into the crowd when they were singing that song i will never sleep because sleep is for the week or whatever and he came uh, out in pajamas and a pillow and fell asleep on the <laughs> top of the crowd God i don't know damn. if anyone got that but yeah oh, dude that's the thing dude. like with those guys it was always fun there's always a gimmick dude, they had the best shows it was without a doubt yeah like and... if anyone ever asked me who had the best shows it would definitely be them like there was a pit before they even were on stage like yeah most of the time it was awesome and their fans were the absolute best like i would go out into the crowd and keith would like i don't know if he was like i don't know he just hey there's doug you know he's shooting our dvd and the crowd would go doug 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 you know but nobody was a dick everybody's cool they could go like andy could go out in the middle of the crowd and play guitar with people and like they're not like sometimes fans get overzealous but uh i don't know i think once shit happens came out everybody was trying to light their hair on fire like the parts on fire you know which got a little redundant uh but cool um (laughs) yeah but i what i always say about every time i die like people are surprised at how long they lasted and everything and i mean i was too they were not playing like verse chorus bridge chorus kind of kind of music it was always Keith didn't repeat lyrics a lot. Um, those like Andy's riffs are a little bit more straightforward and, you know, mm-hmm. ACDC ish, but then Jordan is writing like his brain is a blender of just riffs, going, you know, and the songs are crazy. Um, so for them to be so popular for so long, they, they struck, you know, with the, the, the fans got it. They have a Which great feel. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. That they have this great swing to it, and that's what mm-hmm. is so fucking good to listen to. You know what I mean? And I, I always, I always used to call it like panic metal because it sounds yeah, like it's chaos. You know? Yeah. And it's like, Definitely especially chaos. with Keith's vocals and shit, it just mm-hmm. sounds like the fucking building's on fire. And that instead of everybody's panicking to get out, and they're just saying "fuck it, let's go down with the building" kind of kind of attitude, you know. And Without it's, a doubt, it's always that's why always that energy is at their shows too, and that's what makes it so fucking good. I love Absolutely. those guys. <laughs> they 
when people ask how they they kept together for so long and you know when i went out i'd go out for a couple weeks or maybe a three three weeks a month at, at most i did a couple european tours that might have been that long or longer but i wasn't out for the majority of their touring you know but they were almost always in a van with a trailer and they if they had a tech it was a tour manager slash light guy or slash sound guy they yeah. never i might have seen them with a guitar tech once or a guy who was doing something else but they weren't a guy like you you see other bands that they had to have a bus they had to have text they had to have that rock and roll fantasy um these dudes you know they were walking what they were talking and they were able to do it for so long because they didn't have a high overhead of all this expensive and all the bullshit you know all this That's expensive true. bullshit you know mm-hmm. it was raw so yeah, they used to come out in clown masks and set up their own equipment so it looked like they had texts or texts. <laughs> no, and all that shit that's showed nice. and, and that that as a fucking fan, that's why they stuck around so long because that just pure rawness and like it, it it showed it showed to the fans and the fans stuck through because of it. They had and like you said, their fan base is fucking ridiculously crazy fun and cool and very devoted. Well, were and now very sadly, like very, very split and like it, it's fucked, honestly, the fan base on how like divided it's gotten with this what happened. And I don't like again, that's not what I even care to even get into or talk about at all. Then it's like it's over and done with, but it's just like it sucks and that I'm complete opposite. I am just team fucking good fucking music and let's get back to having fun. If it's separately, then so be it. You know what I mean? And if I really had anything to say about any of it, and this has nothing to do with, you know, blood is thicker than water. And I would like to think at some point or another, and this can be told by to them or whatever. They're talking about Keith and Jordan, obviously. They're they're brothers. Hopefully at some point it's things can get not even for the fucking music, for family's sakes, like for fucking holidays, for when mom's sick and in the hospital, or you know what I mean? Just that that's yeah. what I did. and I say that because I have falling outs with my brother, and sometimes we don't talk and we're kind of going through one now. And it's like it, it when it boils down to it, like all we have left is family at some point. So that that's all I got to say about any of that shit. So anyways. I- from from being a guy on the inside for a little while, a lot of years ago, I didn't know how they got along for that long, that well for so long. And of course, you'd see little clicks of people get along more than the other, but they were always, every time I die, and that kind of made it what it was. I don't know. Um, I don't really read Twitter that much, so I don't know what the fans are doing. I hope they understand that they're probably it's like an iceberg they're seeing 10 percent of it and everything else is you oh, know for sure i hope so yeah. but you have those assholes that think they know fucking everything and they're you know of course a lot of speculation yeah. i'm sure yeah yeah i think all just be happy for what you got you got a lot of fucking, fucking music especially dude, 20 years last two records Holy 20 fucking years God. dude radical yeah, so i didn't think last night in town could be topped and i had to listen to radical fuck i think on my fifth listen through and i was convinced i was like i think this is my favorite one i was like i think yeah. this is it they fucking nailed it cool man yeah i i loved being around it uh getting back to sounds of the underground like yeah that was i remember and he probably doesn't remember but but keith uh that was the week that uh lamb of god's Philadelphia came out 
Mm. And it shipped certified gold, which like this was a DVD that people thought were going to sell. The label thought was going to sell 5,000 and it shipped 50. So, you know, it, it was doing really well. And Keith yeah. came up to me. and was like, hey, man, congratulations. That DVD is really good. And I was like, no, he didn't really see it. We'll see. Uh, he's like, you and I, are we're going to do something with you real, real soon. And I was like, oh, nice. okay. And then you kind of see, like, if you, uh, Chris from Lamb of God said this to me once and I took offense. He's like, the Sounds of the Underground DVD, you would have thought that every time I die was headlining because of all the fucking footage of them in between <laughs> bands. Uh, in the outtakes and all the other shit. I was like, dude, fuck you. No shit. Yes. You know what? You're right. They're in every fucking little thing. Because it really was like a little love affair that I was like between them and Throwdown and Norma Jean and A Life Once Lost. Like, it was there's good like, material. It, first off, and Unearthed isn't everything because those yes. guys are fucking Fuck maniacs. Yes, yes, yes. But Ken is a wild man. Like, I I hope you get a sense of just like the camaraderie that was on that tour, like from that DVD, because like Chimera and Every Time I Die shared a bus, a Throwdown, and I think uh, Norma Jean were on a bus together. So like everybody was up each other's butt nonstop. It was sponsored by Jaeger, which was a really bad oh, idea. Shit. Uh, and like Jaeger girls used to come out in uh, like tight Jesus, uh, shirts and those shorts. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And uh, my girlfriend's <laughs> giving me a look. And yeah. I swear, <laughs> like all of that merch, like all the shot glasses and shit, I saw guys in the Jaegermeister gear, the Jaegermeister girl gear, more than I saw the girls in it. Like, you know. Dudes oh, thinking so it's funny ass. to put on some hot pants and have their nuts hanging out. And Hell yeah. On stage. Trip. Yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot is Opeth isn't on that DVD, which is really a shame. I think From Autumn to Ashes was on it for a hot second. They had like a meltdown at the end of that hmm. song, and then Opeth came on the end. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. But yeah, you see the love affair between uh, me and every time, I, or my love affair with them. Uh, on that DVD, and then by September, that was the summer tour. By September, um, I went out. It was I was thirty years old at that point because I had a um, roast for my thirtieth birthday in a bar in Philadelphia, nice. where everyone just told me what a piece of shit I was. Fucking yeah. a great place to uh, do that. Yeah, you're talking about like friends, like Lamb of God two of the guys john and chris came to the roast they drove up to philly which now to think john and chris being in a car together is fucking crazy but i know um, yeah yeah uh and then i i flew out that morning and was out with the, with them for a while and that's where you got um the shit happens dvd first night i was out they lit their hair on fire and were fucking <laughs> lighting farts on fire oh god Good the times. dvd was fucking I, great it, i couldn't imagine being around all that stuff and so how old were you at that point then oh 30 yeah oh you and just they, said that duh right. fuck what am i saying right. and they're like five years younger than me i think andy is born in 77 so i'm like two years older than him you would have, because I have like, you know, bald, I'm balding since like 30 and uh, yeah. maybe some gray hairs. I feel you, you. would have thought I was yeah. fucking 50 years old. The way that they're like, <laughs> oh, Doug's old, Doug's old. But uh, dude, that was, that was a trip. That was uh, really good times out on that tour. If you think about that DVD, I think it's like almost two and a half hours long. There's not a single song 
I don't think on there. It's all CD. There's no live music on it, really. <laughs> uh, it's all CD audio with like cuts. Clips. Yeah. And I think there's something like 60 chapters where it'll be a picture of a fat guy in like nerd glasses wearing his underwear as like a Paul Frank because they were all Paul Frank back then. Yeah. Paul yeah. Frank underwear. And then you take the box down and Andy's standing there with nerd glasses on and his underwear. Just stay, And that's a chapter. <laughs> so good. Like, so stupid. Oh, so good. man, I love it. I fucking... That, that shit happens thing is like a... Um, in, in When we're talking about, I guess, the Every Time I Die fan base, it's like a fucking Holy Grail. Because it was out of print. Really? No, I dude. don't think most people have seen it. Really? It's like I a holy so. fucking grill. It like, reminds me of like okay. the Pantera videos. People were like, selling Pantera that. has their Pantera videos. Every time I die, he's got shit happens. Yes. So it's uh, kind of like that. I'm actually glad you brought that up because this this changes everything. And and so you've seen the Pantera videos clearly. Duh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of course. And well, you saying it's but like you the saw Pantera them, videos. But you saw them like I'm I'm assuming because you're you're 10 years older than me so you probably just like i did you saw them like as they were yeah present and coming out yep. not not like yeah as okay. in like high school yeah so mm-hmm. did that have any sort of influence on what you guys were doing thinking back now like because that that like he said is almost the precursor even like the precursor of like the weird cky and shit like that like yeah uh i think cky and jackass was out by then yeah. was yeah. it i don't know we that we were realm, definitely but... going pantera like mm-hmm. we gotta I mean, do the pantera video they, nice, they were filming with the camp the cowboys from hell shit and that's like 91 90 like so i mean that's yep. a long time ago mm-hmm. so, absolutely yeah i met the dude i forget his name now i feel like such an asshole but i met the dude that used to film for for them and i'm like i don't geek out over like celebrities that much but like wow yeah. this dude was filming all the fucking cowboys from hell shit and fucking all the so, pantera videos I fucking only imagine so i'm almost positive it was diamond cat that fucking were the the camera guys. Cat then Brooks. there was another guy that, that okay out a lot too. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And what's funny yeah. is when we started the Lamb of God DVD, which was right before a year before the Every Time I Die stuff. Those guys were like, I wanted to be Pantera. Every fucking band wanted to be the Pantera DVD, the Pantera home videos. And I was like, Well, are you going to be drinking like fucking maniacs? Are you going to destroy dressing rooms? Are you going to like? Those videos are insane. Yeah. And you can't talk those shit, videos. You can't even come close. No. So I said, don't even like. Especially no, now, gonna, you can't no trash chance. a hotel room and get away with it. Hell no. <laughs> so my brother, my brother, he he's sober now, but he he mm-hmm. was an alcoholic, um, or I guess you still are. But anyways, before he got like full blown crazy, like him and his friends they and obviously it was a joke but they would like try to play a drinking game with the pan and drink with the pan like with the videos and it's like you you can't like there's like <laughs> have you, you literally have you can't tried? fucking drink fast enough like there's not enough like you know what i mean yeah. like you literally can't fucking do it yeah and, and have it, you ever it, tried it, one of those black tooth grins oh yeah no They're, for sure no for sure <laughs> It, it, and, yeah. and and to go back, I'm pretty sure the person you're thinking of, and I, I think I might have got cat wrong, is Bobby Tongs. Bobby. That's it. Yep. Bobby's the one Bobby. that did most of the filming yes. and stuff. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm he's, I'm I'm really pushing to get him on the, on the podcast too. Like I I'm I'm pushing for so does. much, dude, because I I yeah. love all these people, and I just want to just show the appreciation the best I can. Sure. 
Well, yeah. If uh, he was out on the Hell Yeah tour, and I didn't like go up to him and tell him, you know, geek out over him. I just kind of geeked out from afar. But he that those videos are awesome. I mean, yes. yeah, just perfect. You know, as dumb as they are, and what what was cool, like what I I think people just think about like the debauchery and the drunk shit. They made characters out of the crew. You know, so like I took little bits and pieces out of all of these videos that I would yes. watch and tried to incorporate them or straight up steal mm-hmm. for my stuff. You know, like they made uh, the bodyguard and the guitar techs and cat and everybody like yes. little characters and people like to the point when uh, those guys are seen at shows it's like, oh, shit, there's that dude. You know, like there's a guitar tech. There's the, the uh, bodyguard. And people feel like you, they know them. And That's what I was going to say. You them. almost feel like you know them. Yes. Yeah, they make like a personality out it's of them. It's so uh, – I yeah. love that shit, dude. Yeah, I couldn't recreate – like every time I die is crazy, but not in a Pantera way. You know, right, like, they're right, right. drinking, but they have fun. They're not destroying shit. They're not smoking tons of weed, you know. Yeah. Um, but I always tried to – in my videos, I always tried to humanize people and kind of more so – and for instance, like if you saw the second or third uh, Walk With Me in Hell DVD, it came with the Making of Sacrament DVD. Uh, and I did this a lot where instead, especially with Every Time I Die too, I'd be in the studio with those guys for a month. And it'd be, hold on, do it again. A little out of tune. What are you using? Oh, we're using an SM. Who gives a fuck? I don't care about any of that shit. I don't care how it's. You know, you watch someone play the same riff for a fucking half an hour. It's boring. It's yeah. boring the shit out of me. So I'd record for like 15 minutes and then like, okay, let's go see what else is going on. What are you doing while he's recording? With the Lamb of God guys, I filmed Mark uh, racing his car, uh, Randy in a chili cook-off, uh, <laughs> Willie fixing his deck. And it's to me, that's more exciting to see where people are and what they're up to and, you know. As I'd rather see what Keith's is. doing. Yeah. Exactly. What's Keith no. doing when these guys are doing guitars? Yeah. And no, as a fan, it is way cooler to see that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's always uh, good to see like behind the scenes studio stuff. I've been like, no matter who, like I've seen a lot of Pharrell stuff behind the scenes, um, mm-hmm. other stuff like Feist, uh, if you know who cool. she is. Yeah. So, yeah. She did that album Metals, I think in like 2011, where I think they filmed it in some old barn or like a barn house somewhere out like in Cali. So they oh, had like cool. a they had a like a thing like you said webisodes on their on their site mm-hmm. where they did a lot of like behind the scenes stuff like that where it showed how all their setups how they had all their mics and everywhere hung up and it was really cool to see that so like every time I see behind the the scenes stuff like in studio or anything like that it always brings you in closer to the band and into the music so like if, when Absolutely. you see it recorded in the studio you get like a better understanding of it and you enjoy it better like it, it's something that I've always noticed. So like there could be like there's certain bands and genres that I would have never listened to until I saw a video where it was them recording it in the studio. And I was like, oh, shit, like I can understand and appreciate that from a creative aspect. And it totally grows on you. And then that opens up a whole new door to to anything else. You know what I mean? And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that I did with uh, those videos, with bands that would let me in and actually, you know, let me do my thing. Um, I just tried to show them from like a fan's perspective and as people instead of like, I never wanted to ask 
why is this record the most mature thing you've ever done? What is this? What What's up with this record? Why is it so much? It's like, just let the music do, talk for itself. Where are you at right now? I always told my editors, show me, don't tell me, you know, like if someone's telling you how great this is, it doesn't make any sense. You got to see it. You have to live it. You have to like really experience it Yeah, exactly. Uh, from their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It does a great job. That's for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, shit the hellfest videos were big for us back in the day like huge i remember when oh, that was really? going on yeah. yeah i remember reading about it. like i said our big thing for the scene was was lamb goat and like pimp rock that's where we heard all the news because no one else talked about that cause that scene you know what i mean the the oh, internet yeah. was young then there it wasn't like yeah. it is today yeah so yeah, early back then you could find yeah. the weird shit you know what i mean and find all the weirdos can get together and fucking mm-hmm. hardcore kids can group up and talk about where the tours were that's how we knew who was coming by was when the tours would pop up on there so it was, it's interesting like to, that's another one i'm gonna talk yeah to, i want to talk to is i mean not about uh hellfest but josh Trustkill. just just to fucking like i said show the appreciation spread the love man. sure yeah, yeah. the south like by said, southwest episode were you were you ever at south by southwest doing filming there no no, no. You never, um, yeah. They did some showcases there. I know they had like eighteen visions and and throwdown and I want to say Brothers Keeper might have been. They were on Trust Kill, probably. I believe, right? Yeah. Oh. I want to yeah. say yeah. that they were there one time. So yeah, I it was shied away from all the uh, industry stuff. You know, like yeah. I'm a friendly person, and I'm. I think that I'm easy to get along with. That's why, like, I was good for going into these band camps and kind of infiltrating and becoming part of the fold mm-hmm. um but when it comes to like business stuff and the labels i fucking hated it i, I can like, only imagine yeah. all the paperwork so, type shit you have to well, do not even that just the personality type shit like yeah, yeah shit. dealing with That's managers true. um yeah i guess i can talk about it especially since they're i'm not in it anymore but like uh lamb of god had like four or five a and r guys or people, I should say, in the time that I was there. Um, yeah. So these like record people just get like recycled and, and moved around. It's very incestuous. Like the person that was um, like an intern almost or an assistant to this guy is now the guy, but he didn't get all the information from the last guy. So it's like this carbon copy of a carbon copy and everybody trying to do their best, but with limited, you know, once once Spotify came out, it was it was kind of doomed. But I hated I hated the the business aspect of it, yeah. and that's kind of why I got out because I was just kind of tired of like for every every time I die, Lamb of God, you work with four bullshit, you know, bands or yeah. up and comers and blech. That, well, and I mean that that I guess kind of can bring it to the to the next thing i guess i don't i don't know um i know you're, you're out of it you mentioned you got a barbershop do you um ever consider trying to do something again like for fun uh yeah i did especially uh, now that a lot of these bands are they're not necessarily independent but they're it, some of that's kind of changed i would think sure. i would think they have a lot more freedom and they're they can kind of do more things especially some of those bands are even on obviously much bigger levels and stuff and statures and absolutely um in 2020 uh during the pandemic and the shutdown and when nobody was doing anything um i started thinking like man like this would have been my shit i could get together a production and do a live 
live like live music was my thing yeah. so to do something like a pot uh, not a podcast but you know like the simulcast or whatever they were calling live stream yeah like, um, a, like a live stream in studio performance kind of thing i could do it in a living room we could do it in a big old warehouse we can go to we do wherever the fuck you want you can have fireworks you can have led screens whatever you want um but i was thinking yeah this could have been a really this would have been my time to really put some things together um and i was going to reach out to lamb of god about it but i was like eh, i probably need a little bit more than what i'm kind of have as far as insurance and everything and i think they had already started doing something but i reached out to keith and i said hey uh you guys thought about doing a live stream if you have let me throw my hat into the ring i would love to do it and he's like we just started we just ended a conversation about doing it thinking about who's going to do it and yeah let's nice, do it so dude. and that was the the it was like the Christmas thing or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the live stream extravaganza or some yeah, shit. Extravaganza. Yeah, extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking uh, awesome, amazing. I love doing that. That was that so was much good. fun, and that was like, if that's the-, the last video thing I do, I'm good <clears throat> because I got to do it with my friends. Yeah, uh, we were bouncing ideas back and forth like we have always done. Um, we always wanted to do something scripted, but it always came out kind of cheesy, you know? So we figured out how to script it in a way that like Jordan's banging on the fucking table and Keith's like doing an interview, uh, space ghost, coast to coast style with someone who doesn't <laughs> know they're being interviewed, you know? Yeah. Um, what my biggest regret is that I haven't posted Andy Shinfo stories. Um, if you've seen it, it says mm-hmm. coming up next. Shin, fireside Shinfo with Andy Williams and he'll yeah. say like a 30 second clip of this fucking crazy story and we never get to it on purpose you know you want to keep teasing people that it's coming and never show them but he has stories that go on for 10 minutes and it's like it'll end with somebody playing guitar on top of a flaming like tire fire uh <laughs> You gotta ask him if if that if you can put that out at some point. <laughs> oh yeah, I would probably just send it. Well, yeah, now things are weird, but I know that's I what I said. You gotta ask. Like I don't even know if it fine. can go out anymore, but I don't think that they would really care. Um, cool. I don't know. Yeah, that would be fun to to get that back together again. That's uh, that was my favorite job. I got to have a couple cameos, spit take in it, and I think the thing ends with me like a thriller video if you watch to the end of the credits it does where i go mm-hmm. uh oh it was all a dream and then i said or was it and my eyes light up and yeah stupid. <laughs> it was wonderful i fucking loved it i loved it underneath so the bed shirtless is a good look for me yeah oh man well man i i don't want to cut this short because i'm having way too much fun but we're already i'm already almost out of time okay can we do this again? Not another link now, but can uh, we do this yeah. again? This has been a fucking blast. Oh yeah, dude. It's yeah, been man. Great. Yeah. Uh we, we didn't say anything about Josh Truskill. Great guy. Without him, I couldn't have gotten my start. I feel like you asked me about him and then I glossed over. Josh is great. Um he w- he was a pillar of, of that yes. music scene. Um him and Carl. Uh yes. without those two guys, I wouldn't have been able to do what I was doing. I wouldn't be who no. I was because I wouldn't have listened yeah, to any other shit. We wouldn't shit. have known. Like, you know what I mean? It would have been, it, yes. And that's why I want to get both yeah. of them on here, actually. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. I was ner- nervous that I wouldn't have anything to say, but. Huh. <laughs> you, had a, 
It was great. Man. You had enough to where I want to keep fucking. I know. Going. I want to like, hear I'm more. Not, I'm, not, I'm not done. So <laughs> let's do it again. I'd For love sure, to, dude. I'd love to. I'll, I'll definitely cool. be in contact with this man. Before we end it, I try to end it on a pretty solid. I think it's a pretty solid question. I don't know. Sometimes it it put Scott from Zayo on the spot, and it was kind of funny, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> you're robbing a bank, and you're in your getaway car. What are you listening to? Oh fuck! Uh, refuse new noise. Yes, obviously. Yeah, either that or like, what's that Run the Jewels song that's in all the trailers? That would be good. Maybe a life once lost, Vulture. That's a good one too. Yes, it is. I mean, I guess how long am I driving? Is the question. Well, yeah, a clean getaway. Depends on how good you can drive, I guess. Right? See, you're you're thinking about it much more than I have thought about it, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully I get through new noise without taking a bullet to the head. Yeah. Right. Well, fuck, dude, again. Thank you so yeah, much. Dude, it's been great, Doug. Yeah, it's been great. Awesome. Um, thank you, Wade. Thank you, Kevin. Yep. Yeah, man. If you want, where do you want people to find you? Let's say somebody wants to get a haircut. Where can they go get a haircut? Uh, Westcott Barber. Yeah. Don't Westcott find me. Barber. I'll find you. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Like the FBI. Westcott Barber. At Westcott Barber. Or the at the Duggar. Okay. Uh, on instagram you know i post once every month or so it's usually a picture of my dogs or my girlfriend or my kids so if you want to see either one of those i don't know my girlfriend's kind of hot so that's good you can see her there you go redemption for the jaeger girls <laughs> yeah yeah perfect oh i gotta get her dressing up like a jaeger girl she'll love that there you go <laughs> listen now we know next month's post right there you go all right brother all right, well, again, thanks, thanks a lot I'll yeah you have a good one man yeah. all right see ya.